0: Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Let's top of the moment. 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 What's good, y'all? Welcome back to another One Piece chapter review. This review, we will be doing One Piece chapter 1060, which is a goddamn doozy. So Before we get into the review, please be sure to subscribe to the channel and switch that notification bell to get notified for more content that I put out. As well, if you end up enjoying the review, be sure to leave me a like and leave a comment and let me know your thoughts on this crazy ass chapter. So, without any further ado, let's just get into it, y'all. All right, y'all, so we open up with the cover page, which is a color spread of somebody saying that they want to see a bonus coloring page similar to what they got in volume eight of all the straw hats together. This is a pretty, pretty dope cover page because the straw hats are just chilling. They're chilling on this polar bear, which they like wrote on him saying like we stand for liberty, which is crazy. They wrote it right on the thing's face, but it's pretty cute. And I like to see all the straw hats together. So other than that, dope. Let's keep pushing. So the chapter opens up and Luffy is freaking out because he cannot believe that Sabo killed King Cobra of Alabasta. And Robin even feels the same. She's like kind of surprised because she knows that that's not the Revolutionary Army agenda. They don't really go after kings. They tend to go after world nobles. But then they also realize that Vivi is missing. (laughs) Not Vivitron. That's no good. So Luffy goes crazy and suggests that we go to Alabasta and save Vivi because you know she's missing and Zoro's like uh you know she was last seen at Mary Joie so why would we go to Alabasta and then he's like fuck it we got to Mary Joie then which you what would have been nuts if the Straw Hats was going to Mary Joie right now bro bro I don't even I don't even know bro so Luffy's calling him a chicken meanwhile Sanji, Nami and Chopper are sitting there bawling and just worrying about what is Vivi's current status. Like, is she safe or not? They have no idea, bro. But what's interesting during this whole dynamic is that Brooke thinks it's weird because he's never heard anybody really have anything bad to say about the Alabaster Kingdom, so they don't really understand why he's dead. And Frankie's like, oh, I think I remember this Sabo dude from uh, Dressrosa. And Jinbei, who, you know, he's just like, huh, the reverie was pretty eventful this year all of this interaction right here is interesting simply because you know they weren't even part of the crew during the alabaster arc like everybody else knows who vivi is but they're just they weren't there so it's kind of interesting to see like you know the straw hats that weren't part of our journey from the beginning kind of learn some information to see some details of stuff that happened before they even showed up but what's crazy about this is caribou is tied up in a barrel i guess frankie maybe tied him up again in a barrel on the sunny like he's trying to listen he can't hear nothing but it's hilarious i guess they peeped him when he heard the information about uh, Pluton and I guess they did see him so decided like nah they can't we can't just let him be roaming free let's just tie him up and bring him with us like at this point Caribou is fake part of the crew but I still wonder who he's working for but cutting back to the Vivi situation Luffy makes this hilarious face because Zoro at this point is becoming a whole buzzkill for the whole ship he's saying that they shouldn't go save Vivi because of this quote that Luffy said back in the day when uh ace was in trouble and all that he was like oh well you know it's his own journey and all that stuff which is kind of shenanigans bro you can't compare luffy's statement to what he said about ace and living his own journey to vivi just because you think that we shouldn't underestimate her what Bro, what are you talking about, man? Bro, these are two different people. It's two different fighting scales. Like, like this is not the same, bro. So much so that now the whole crew is just roasting Zoro because of his L take. He's doing a whole L, a whole L take. The whole crew is roasting him, calling him Green Mom, Green Kaido, Moss Head, calling him a Oni, Onigashima. Like, they roasted him, son. That lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and then right after this Robin's like still reading the newspaper like yo Luffy, uh, you know There's some more names in here like you want to know any more information and Luffy at this point is just like tapped out He's like nah, I'm good. I don't need to know all of that which come on Oda. Ooh, bullshit, 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 bullshit. Come on man, you still hiding information from us. You couldn't just let us read the whole newspaper. Why? Why are you doing this? All right, man, I hate this world, bro. for real. And out he on the world, dick, you hear? him? Luffy just says, nah, I know that Sabo's innocent, so I'm good, you can just read that for yourself. Fine, fine, whatever. But now, we cut to kind of the second part of the conversation that's going on this shit, which Oda really held us down. He gave us something that a lot of us been clamoring for, which is tons of straw hat interactions on the shit. Good stuff, OD good stuff. I like it a lot. So when Luffy throws himself on the ground, kind of not in the newspaper anymore, like believing in Sabo's innocence, he then kind of just has like a realization and reminiscent about what Sabo's dream was, which Sabo's dream was to travel the world and write a book about it. And then from there, Luffy decides to then say his dream out loud to everybody on the ship, thinking that he told them already. And they just like, wait, what surprise motherfucker we didn't get to see it either they cut away from it again but the whole crew is shocked bro the sunny confused zoro confused jimbe confused nami confused brooke amused Usopp can't believe it frankie hype sanji laughing about it robin frozen and choppa hype like bruh what is this man dream son what is it what could it be son like luffy realizes like oh i guess i only told who ace sabo who laughed about it like they they was weak and oh i told shanks and you know he cried a little bit which bruh, we know why shanks crying about it because shanks cried a little bit because he realizes that's that's goldie rogers dream too like him and luffy had the same dream that's probably the minute where shanks realized like Oh, nah, I got I to got, trust in this kid. Like, you know what? Maybe he might become a great pirate one day. Maybe that's what let him just let Luffy just have the gum gum through. But I will say, another person who does know the dream is Yamato. Just saying, Yamato also knew the dream, and she knew the dream before the Straw Hats ever did because Ace told her years ago. Just saying. Let's move on from the Yamato stuff because I can't help myself. But at this point, we get confirmation, if you didn't believe it already, that Luffy's dream is not to become the Pirate King. Becoming the Pirate King is a means to an end. That's his stepping stone to achieving his dream, which is very, very insane, because that's all we've heard all series is Luffy screaming, I'm going to become the Pirate King. Not, I'm going to become the Pirate King so I can achieve my dream, (laughs) which is nuts, bro. But we really, really are racking our brains to find out what his dream is. Like, some believe that he's just trying to throw a party. I don't think it's that simple, it can't be just that. But I'm thinking maybe he wants to go to the moon or go to space. Like maybe that's how we reintroduce Enidu, Enel back into the story. Like the moon is an important part and the fact that he's sun god Nika, I can see the connection there that maybe Luffy wants to travel to space or sails through space. Just, just my little theory. Hmm, really makes you think. Then there's some who says he wants to start his own country and possibly end world hunger, or maybe he wants to combine the the marines and the pirates together. Who knows? Who knows, bro, but when we find out, we know it's gonna be a banger. It's just annoying we didn't find out in the chapter called Luffy's Dream. Kinda nuts. Idiotic, idiotic, that is for you! Then the whole crew laughs about it and they're like, well, if anybody's gonna make this dream come true, it'll be you, Luffy, because you know, we believe in you. You're that guy. And they're like, all right, well, let's go find that last row Pony And, you know, Robin's like, well, we have no idea what that is. Um, hasn't been seen in forever, but, you know, do what I can. Do what I can. But then, boom. You think this chapel was crazy already? You thought it was crazy? No, no. Hold up. Wait a minute. We get to the third part, which I'm calling the third part, which is kind of technically the second part. We cut to Navy HQ. And now, our feature presentation. So, it seems like the Navy has intercepted a message from Sabo to the Kamabaka Kingdom and they pinpoint the origin to the lucia kingdom which is ruled by king seki who is locked up as well as his daughter by the uprising nation following the events of the reverie and you know this kingdom was first introduced around like chapter 272 um with the cover story where ace was looking for blackbeard and he just so happened to help this girl who rescued him from getting thrown in the water and you know he helped her reunite with her parents who were on the marine base g2 and this is also the kingdom where kobe saved the princess uh during like the reverie but once navy few tracks down where this signal is coming from. We cut to the world nobles who are like, Oh man, this must be uh some unlucky guy that Sabo. Yeah, that's pretty true. But then once Navy HQ pinpoint the location, we cut to the world nobles, and one of them are like, Huh, this guy just must be unlucky. But then the other one was like, Nah, this is fate, and I'll get to you shortly why this is fate. So during the call, Sabo's letting Dragon, the revolutionaries, know that he didn't kill Sabo, but while he was at Mary's joie he saw something unbelievable. He saw someone sitting in the empty throne in Pangea Castle. And that there really is a king of the world. Even though nobody thought there was. <sighs> Sabo. He saw some shit you wasn't supposed to see. Sabo saw Imsama, And Imsama didn't like that shit. So this is why the world nobles think that this is fate. And he's not just unlucky. Because Imsama. we get a lot of Im-sama panels in this. We get like... 2 or 3 which is OD bro, OD, Oda going off bro, off. <laughs> but yeah, Imusama already planned on wiping that island off the map, we see him cross it off on the map anyway. So, the fact that Sabo went there for refuge because, you know, they did the uprising when Flame Emperor Sabo came to be and decided to turn their hand, turn their heads against the, the world government and everything like that. They like, even someone's like, oh, well, that thing has to go. So, during the whole conversation of him talking to Dragon, Sabo sees something in the sky. Everybody sees something in the sky and I don't know what it is. I don't know what this power is. I don't know if this is a devil fruit. I don't know if this is hockey. I don't know if this is an ancient weapon. Maybe they use Vivi to activate an ancient weapon and maybe she's related to it somehow. Who knows? But my man's brings down the hammer Imsama, on this island and that shit is gone. It's like it never existed. Quote, that's literally what they say. It's like it never existed. <laughs> now, you know, with this island being wiped up the map, Paul the Lucia Kingdom, R.I.P., I don't think Sabo's dead. If he's dead, that's kind of nuts. I don't think Oda would have brought him back to the story for him to die again. And Sabo's been almost dead. At least like a question mark, question mark next to his name for like mad long now. So I doubt Sabo's actually dead. So this is crazy shit. Oda, no, no whole bosses chapter. And you would think that that's where the chapter ends, but no, no. The straw hats again we get more straw hat interactions Oda thank you man we love you we appreciate you hey. but we cut to the straw hats a few days later they're sailing and they're in some windy wintry, crazy zone and they're just like yo whoa where the hell are we what's going on it's it's freezing they are apparently are about to sail to a winter island because nami states that this must be the climate zone of the island and we get this little funny interaction you know we get some wholesome chopper and robin Chuan content and you know she she's like complimenting him saying he looks dashing because he has his hat on that otama made from in wano like one of the straw hats and you know he walks outside during this weather condition, my man's gets blown away immediately, bro. Just flies off the ship because of his straw hat because of the winds. And Luffy has to basically stretch, grab him, and save him, which is, which is hilarious. This is just good stuff. Like seeing the straw hats on the sunny is good stuff. Can't complain. But while this is going on, Luffy po- points out this giant whirlpool ball swirling of water thing. I don't know. It's called a warm eddy. I don't know. This shit was just floating in the sky, and it was just just i I don't i had to look up what eddie was bro i don't even know it's just like a thing of current like in a bowl. it looks like a rasengan essentially and brooke even points out like huh that looks like an afro and at that no (laughs) boy at that moment because uh i think because brooks said it looks like an afro that racist bone in zorro just was tingling he was like afro and he just slices that shit open bro like he slices the eddie open i don't know how he does it but your boy Zoro does what he does so he slices the, the the eddie in half and sanji somehow was able to detect which we know why because you know observation hockey and you know he just loves women he can hear that there's a woman in distress in that water ball nobody believes it but then a woman pops out of the warm eddy, And who is inside this water ball? Who's in it, you say? Why, it's no one else but a kid. But it ain't just any kid. This kid is one of the worst generation. The pirate with a 320 million berry bounty. The glutton, Jewelry Bonnie. And the chapter ends. Bro, what? jewelry bonnie has entered the battle we finally got jewelry bonnie interacting with the straw hats into the story and then the chapter oda going off oda you're doing your thing now the only person we need from the worst generation is a rogue that's the only one that we need implemented in the story at this point which probably is going to get introduced soon especially because you know he skypeeing whatever he got the wings and all that that, that could be something that's going to be introduced soon i feel like now it's going to come back in the story at some point bro somehow i don't know this chapter was crazy, man. Overall, this... Tch, man, this is a 10 out of 10 chapter again, bro. Like, fine. If I'm gonna be realistic, maybe it's a 9 out of 10 chapter. Like, you know, it... I don't know. It's just good. It's just good shit, bro. This is good stuff. Oda, you're knocking out the park again. Can't wait for this week's chapter. One Piece is really, really in the endgame. And Emsama is wild, boy. Emsama is wild.
1: Period.
0: Period. Uh. But... That's my thoughts on this chapter in my review. Let me know your thoughts on this chapter in the comment section below. As well, if you end up enjoying the video, be sure to hit me with a like. And if you have not already, please be sure to subscribe to the channel as well as the notification bell to get notified for more content that I put out. So, on that note, y'all, enjoy your life. I'm feeling great and feel the vibe. I'm really grateful we are alive. And I'm feeling great because lately I've been on the way to something great and i feel alive cuz i create like every day and i'm to